Welcome to Takedown Talk, everyone. I'm your host, Bob Matthews, and in this podcast, you get to know some of your favorite wrestlers, coaches, or characters in the sport from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, a little better. And with me today, a young man, we've been following his career since he was a youth wrestler, Jagger Condomity of Northampton. Jagger, thanks a lot for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're working out and lifting and everything else, but I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Heading into this uh, quarantine, I know the off-season you had a great regular season. You finished second in the state of Pennsylvania. And then all of a sudden, you got that momentum going into the offseason. You got that hunger because of the loss in the final. And you you want to get back to work. And then all of a sudden, this quarantine hits. How you been handling that? I'm just trying to stay as busy as I can because usually in this time of the year, RTCs are the place to be. And I usually go to every single one of them. So that's where most of my gains are made But in past seasons. But um, with it being closed and all, I just got to try and figure other ways out to still kind of work out and still make gains. But it's definitely a little difficult. Now, I know your dad has a big weight set up at home, right? Are you uh, working out there? Uh, yeah, well, I work out at my house every Wednesday um, with a few other people come over. And then Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I go lift um, somewhere else and then uh, sometimes Saturdays will work out like outside or like flipping tires or go for a run or something like that. Just you wearing a mask. Uh, we try. Yeah, it gets a little little tough lifting with the mask on and all that. But um, yeah, we we social distance still. It's only a few of us. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, everybody, take your temperature. Make sure you're doing okay. Yeah. All right. Now, as you reflect back on your uh, your junior season, you had another outstanding year. And then um, you kept running into this one wrestler from uh, Bethlehem Catholic. And, yeah. uh, you know, in the last year it was Ryan Anderson. In your sophomore year, this year your junior year, you're running into uh, Cole Hanlevick. And, um, you know, you guys had some great battles, a lot of close battles. But uh, it, did it get frustrating after a while? Yeah, a little bit. Because um, obviously you want to win. But um, it just shows that we're both – doing something right if we keep finding ourselves in the finals like obviously then we're the top two at the weight and I kind of enjoy like having multiple matches in a row like that kind of see where you're at against that person personally kind of makes a little fun since there's not always all that competition outside of that um but it was a little frustrating but it was fun kind of like that drive to kind of finally get a win or something like that now you were third in uh the region in your freshman year and you were third in districts your freshman year then you were second in the region your sophomore year and second in the districts your sophomore year and then this year you uh won districts and then runner up in the regions but you finished second in the state after finishing fourth last year so every year you're making, you know, a nice progression. And now as you uh, enter into your senior year, obviously the goal is to win a state championship and win some of the big national prestigious tournaments. But do you have any personal goals? Like do you want to get to 170 wins and those kinds of things? What are some of your personal goals going forward? Um, yeah, that's for sure. One of the things um, to hold the all-time wins record at Northampton. And I think the record is like 157. And I'm at 125 right now. So that is definitely in reach. 
So I'm just trying to stay focused on that. And then I thought I heard another one that um, there's never been a Northampton wrestler to go undefeated in a season. Which I may oh, be wrong. Really? I'm not. I'm not sure. It's just what um, I was told. So that might be another one. But uh, one that I'm for sure looking forward to is trying to get the all-time win leader. Wow, that that that's almost impossible to believe, right? That that no North yeah. wrestling undefeated when you have the Josh Haynes and then you have Eckloff. Eckloff and yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah, but, Roan, all those guys. I mean, you had so many outstanding wrestlers at Northampton with that tradition. Well, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, that, that's that, that's been, interesting. I've been trying to want to find out if that's legit or not, but if it is, and that's definitely something that's gonna be on. On my uh, like goal list. Now, what are you weighing? About 180 right now? <laughs> no, uh, I'm sitting around 165 ish. 166. That's excellent, man. Because you wrestled at 160, 152, and 160, so that's excellent to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, once the quarantine hit, I was about 182. Now I'm about 190. Yeah. So I quarantine can get definitely didn't help that, but once uh, once quarantine ends, hopefully I. Come back down a little bit, but yeah. What do you What do you want to wrestle at the, your senior year? Are you looking at one sixty? Uh, no idea. Uh, my goal right now is just to get as big as I can and strong as I can. Um, maybe not too big. Um, in case they have like a who's number one event or something like that, then I'd be sitting in spot for that. But um, who knows? Just as right now, just trying to get as big and strong as I can. Now, how's your brother? How's Bug doing, your younger brother? He's good. Um, he, he's obsessed with video games, so he sits and plays video games all day. And then we go work out, and then he's back to video games. But he's good. He he. It seemed like he was having a rough time with it at one point. Um, but he's good now. He, he's a little digging. Okay, so he's keeping his mind active and his and his reflexes active. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Now, Jagger, let me ask you this question because somebody posed this to me when I was broadcasting the one tournament and they come up and said, Jagger, that's a cool name. Do you think his mom or dad is, you know, a Rolling Stones fan? Is that how your name came about? No. I think I'm pretty sure it came from an old show called General Hospital. And that's where they got my name from. And then my brother's name came from a name book, I think. Now, you've made a lot of friends. The one thing that I love about wrestling is the, you know, the fraternity, the camaraderie and all the friends you make going up through all the levels, you know, youth wrestling into high school, college, after college, even just being, you know, broadcasting and those kinds of things. I know you and Lenny Pinto got pretty close from Stroudsburg, and I talked Mm -hmm. to Lenny during one of my podcasts a couple of months ago, and you guys headed out to Nebraska together, and that was just on a visit. What kind of sealed the deal? I was joking with your dad that, you know, once I saw that picture he posted of you guys with the cheerleaders from Nebraska on, you know, on Facebook. I'm like, that sealed the deal. <laughs> Did, was that one of the things that sealed the deal for you to go through? Just like the program and uh, the coaching staff and things like that. Um, well, that was my second time being out there. Um, oh, okay. I went out there last summer for a freestyle camp. Um, so I saw a little bit. I kind of knew what was – was out there but on that little camp visit I didn't really get to see anything besides like the wrestling room and the dorms and uh so going into our visit 
like a week before I didn't even know Lenny was going. And then like a few days before we leave, we're told, Oh, Lenny Pinto's gonna be out there. And we're like, All right, that's that's gonna be good. So then I have someone to kind of be like the new guy to see everything with. So when we got out there, um I was a little more um knowledge on what the campus was like, but he had no clue. He had nothing. Um so he was like amazed and well I was too but um I kinda already had my sights on them before going into that. So then like seeing what like a football game was like and um off campus and everything in the town and all that, that just kinda it just along with like the coaches and the, the teammates and all that, that just kinda sealed it for me. Um how how important was it though, Jagger, to have like a Mikey Labriola who you know, you know, was a Lehigh Valley star and a Pennsylvania wrestling star out there to kind of blaze the trail for you guys. Did that help give you a little more comfort when it came to, you know, being in Lincoln? Yeah, that was definitely a big part. Him and Coach Snyder, because both from the Valley. Um, so that was easy to kind of feel comfortable there. He kind of took me under his wing a little bit, showed me around. Um and uh, just made it easy. And then especially with Lenny going there, too, it's it's not only easy on us, but it's easy on our parents, too, um, being so far and um, being by herself. But, uh, yeah, that was that definitely a big comfort factor there. Yeah, it helps when you know. And then I know um, I've known Mikey Labriola's dad for many years. He and I are good friends. And when he went out to the campus, he – was telling me, Bobby goes, listen, you cannot believe the facilities that are made available to these young men, you know, and these athletes. He said it's just incredible, just incredible. Yeah. Now, what what got you into wrestling? I know you've been wrestling since you're a little guy because we used to do your Valley Valley Elementary Wrestling League youth tournament. Mm -hmm. Were you, you know, just wanted to wrestle when you were a little kid because you saw other people wrestling or did your dad want you to wrestle? How'd you get into it? Uh, my dad did. Um, so before we started wrestling, more elementary had a little uh, team, elementary team, and Bobby Fair's dad. Um, Bobby used to wrestle for Northampton, so right. Um, Bobby's dad got my dad into just come help coach because my dad uh, wrestled in high school at Nazareth, so he, he was a little knew what he was talking about, and um. So he just was like, all right, just bring your kids with. I was probably four or five. My brother might have been two. And um, I don't know if he was going then, but um, I was probably four or five. And he was like, just come watch, just sit on the side. So then ever since then, it just kind of sprung into this. Like, who, who would have thought this long after that, that one night at Moral Elementary, we'd still be wrestling. But um. So, yeah, it just started from Bobby Fair trying to get us, my dad to come coach. And then uh, just kind of took off from there. Yeah, when we were younger, we had a bunch of kids that we hung out with. And I didn't start wrestling in seventh grade, but we, we hung out with kids who were wrestling in, from first and second grade. And unfortunately, they burned out by the time they got into high school. Mm-hmm. And for you guys, since you're wrestling from, you know, being so little and so small, what what kept you from burning out? Is it just like that that – love of the sport or the goals that you set for yourself or the people behind you or the people that you, you know, are coached by? Um, I think a little bit of everything. Um, and 
for me, we were I like traveling, so we were traveling to go to different tournaments and stuff. So I really like that, and um, getting to see new places through wrestling was cool. It made it easy to see more places in the country and all that. So when we were little, seeing all like just like going to New York City if there was something, then or uh, up by New York or in New Jersey, like just different places like that, kind of kept me interested in that. And then okay. Um, just like all the different opportunities and experiences we've been through, um, just like kept bringing us back. Like we couldn't, like everything's wrestling now. Um, but uh, yeah, like the people you meet, the people that push you, all that places you've gone. Are you a, yeah, I mean it's got to be good for you and traveling all over the country. Are you in a rocking chair? Or is that your arm? Oh no, I, <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in my desk chair and it's, it kind of squeaks if I lean back a little bit. Okay. I thought we were going to have to get some work done on like oh, your no. arm or something. Yeah. You know? But yeah, but you're, you're right. Traveling all over the country has to be so much fun. You know, you go out to Vegas or you go out to, you know, the Fargo championships yeah. or you're out to Ohio or down to Virginia or Oklahoma or Texas. I mean, that has to keep it fresh, you know, yeah, it's that's got to be a, a lot of perspective fun. on that. Well, your dad, I give your dad credit, too. I know that you guys, you know, took off after the the one tournament. You guys were headed out to watch Nebraska wrestling out to Nebraska. That must have been a lot of fun to kind of clear your head in those kinds of things. Yeah, that was right after District Duels, um, which that was a little hectic, too, because um, we weren't even sure if we were going to wrestle again. After that, uh, after we won for third, there was a chance that um, – Becca was going to beat Nazareth for a while. It was, it was closer than we expected. And we already had our plane tickets and set everything up to go out there. And um, our flight was at like 9 o'clock. And it's like in Philly. And it's like uh, maybe 6.30, 7 o'clock, whenever that last round ended. And we were just – we were either going to gun it, get to the airport and go, or by the time we got to the turnpike, if we were going to have to wrestle, we were going to turn around and come back and wrestle. And I would have been the last match anyway, so I could have gotten there later. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was a great experience too. They ended up wrestling Ohio state and winning. So that was, that was cool. That was real fun. Yeah. And you got to see Sammy and you got to see Mikey Labriola and you got to see, you know, coach Snyder and everybody. That yeah. must have been a lot of fun for you. Yeah. Cause I never, I've never seen them wrestle in a match before until then. So, um, wow. Seeing them, okay. like I've, I watched them at NCAs and all that, but watching them in a duel like that, it was, it was cool. It was definitely something I wanted to see to before I go there. Yeah, experience it. Boy, and your dad, gosh, you guys must have been losing your mind. Oh, it was <laughs> down to Philly. Yeah, it was crazy. He was flying down the, down the highway trying to get there. Um, but yeah, it was definitely worth it. And you made it. Now, when you look back so far in your, you know, your wrestling career, youth and high school, what, what, what do you think was the biggest, if you had to pick one, what, what was the biggest match of your life? Um, well, there's probably a couple, but one that well, you can pick two, you can pick two. Um, one that really sticks out is a match I lost actually at uh, Fargo in the semis against uh, Travis Master Giovanni. Um, Oh, from uh, Blair. From Blair, yeah. So I've wrestled him probably three or four times now, and in free or in folk style, he's pinned me every time. Cradle, he's so much taller than me. Um, pins me in like easy. So then wrestle him in the semis, and 
that tournament, I was actually all kinds of beat up. I messed up my rib early in the in the camp leading into Fargo. So I wasn't even 100%. So I'm just thinking I got to try and put up points as fast as I can and as much as I can for that match. I think I ended up fouring him right off the start, like right out of bounds. And I'm up for nothing. And I'm like, geez, like that's kind of a hard deficit um, to come back from. I, I got to keep going. And I was winning like the entire match. And then we were, it ended up being 11 9 with like five seconds left. And he ended up winning with a controversial uh, challenge that we, we threw the block at. Um, but that one just kind of, I think that one kind of immensely put me up in that. Like, I can wrestle with these guys. Like, everybody always said, like, oh, he's Travis Master Giovanni. He's the best in the country, all that. So I kind of, I just pushed them to the very end and, I was predicted to take like eighth or something and not even place. And I'm out here testing the, the kid who ended up winning the tournament. Um, so that was definitely a match that sticks out for me. And then maybe my first time wrestling Anderson, actually. Because um, my dad, leading into that, that week, we're like, all right, you're going to wrestle Anderson, joking with me, trying to figure out the scoring, saying like, all right, let's not get teched or let's not get majored. Let's keep it to a regular decision or kind of like damage control. And um, I was ended up, I was winning the whole whole match, and I he ended up coming storming back, taking me down last second takedown, ends up winning. But um, I remember that match kind of was also another like he's the number one kid in the country, and he's supposed to win it all. That's another kid I just pushed to the very end. So that just kind of mentally, like, I can do that. I, I can wrestle with these guys. So, um, then, isn't it funny, Jags, how much you learn from a loss? And, yeah. And, and what that does, like you said, I mean, I know they there's a saying there are no moral vic, no such thing as moral victories. But still, when you take, like, you were talking about the number one wrestler at the time in the country at Fargo and then the number one wrestler in high school you know, last year and you take him to the limit and almost beat him. And then you beat Anderson. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you beat Cole Hanlevick. I mean, so you can do it, but it's just amazing when you get that little taste of, okay, okay, I can do this. How much that really catapults you into, you know, your next series of matches and into the next couple of years of wrestling. Next thing you know, you go from being somebody that's really, really good to somebody that's a contender, Mm -hmm. you know, a legitimate viable contender. Yeah, and that definitely helped last year with being Julian's partner every day because he was always in my face saying, like, he was a big part of me, like, staying, like, level-headed, like, because he's, he's won states, he's won it all. Um, But at that time, after I beat Anderson, like, I didn't really win anything. I just won a match. Like, a team didn't win. Um, So practicing with him, it kind of kept me level and not really getting ahead of myself or getting too confident or stuff like that so he kind of he would take it to me and practice it some days and then he would show like you're not you're not the best yet like stuff like that well you know he's great influence because he always would be very even keel and very low-key he get fired up after he win and stuff like that but that's a good young man to learn from you know to keep you level too good that's great. Yeah. Now, your most the most valuable lesson you've learned from the sport of wrestling. What do you think it is? Humility, that kind of thing. 
that and nothing's guaranteed. Um, it's like all the predictions, all the rankings, those don't really matter because like anybody can beat anybody on any day. Um, so and every match starts zero zero, so anything can happen. Um, so yeah, just kind of staying in the moment and uh, not not looking ahead or just like one match at a time. One period at a time, one point at a time, stuff like that. Do you feed off the crowd at all? Uh, a little bit. I sometimes I don't really hear it. Um, but uh, there's definitely times when there's like a break in the action that I can hear, and it's like it kind of like boosts you up a little bit. It's the same like when you feel your your opponent breaking a little bit, kind of energizes you. Um, yeah, you feel it. Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's your favorite sport to watch other than wrestling? I know now we don't have a lot going on, you know, but your favorite sports to watch when we don't have a quarantine. What's your favorite one other than wrestling? Um, it's kind of tough. Um, I used to go to a lot of my high school's hockey um, games just because there were something physical that um, they actually allowed fights. That was kind of kind of exciting sometimes <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Um, but I don't follow hockey or anything. Um, then like football, I like going to like my high school's football games, being part of that. Um, a lot of my friends play. Um, but other than that, I don't really know if I can like, if I really have like a favorite football team or baseball team or something like that. I used to follow the Yankees a lot. Um, or at least watch their match or, uh, their games. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know. Maybe that's what's making this quarantine so hard. I don't really have anything to watch. I know. I know. It's just there's so many different things that are, that are going on in people's minds and people getting depressed and going stir crazy yeah. and those kinds of things. My, my wife, she's a workout animal. She did three workouts yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I worked out last night. One, one, one is good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Now, for you, during this, you know, kind of shutdown and everything, I mean, what, what's your favorite food? What's your go-to food during the off-season? I really like, like, cheesesteaks. Um, so we've been, my family's been buying from a, a local restaurant each, uh, one time each week. Um, and if it's, like, a pizza place, my, my dad will get, like, a pie, and then we each get, like, our own thing, trying, almost trying uh, jack up the bill as much as we can to kind of support them through this time. But uh, that's a good idea. That's good. I like that. Usually, I get like a cheese steak or something. Um, I don't know. I just cheese steaks are probably my go-to. What about your brother? What's he like? He's a big pierogi guy. Really? Yeah. Like we'll we'll order from a pizza place and he'll get like three orders of pierogies and that's it. Okay. It's kind of weird. <laughs> well, my wife's from Buffalo and her grandmother was a hundred percent Polish and they make the best pierogies. Oh my gosh. Oh, those pierogies so were like, real. they're, they're fantastic. They're fantastic. That just made me hungry for pierogies. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're president of the United States, what would you change? Um, I don't know. Um, it's tough. I don't know. Does it, does it have to be? Would you mandate 
girls wrestling all over the country? I think that's that would grow the sport a little bit, yeah. Because um, girls wrestling is popping up all over the place, and especially in RTCs. Um, got like a whole team. Um, he's a huge advocate for that. Um, so, yeah, maybe that was a good idea. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time that they need to sanction that here in Pennsylvania because there's, there's a, a lot, lot of great girls. young. Yep, and they're fantastic yeah, and, they're, and they're phenomenal wrestlers. Yep, and they got a great work ethic. Parkland, Easton, East Stroudsburg, North, um, Delaware Valley up there, Phillipsburg. I mean, it's really starting to take off. So you'd really like to see it be sanctioned here in Pennsylvania. All right, what's one thing that people don't know about you, Jags? They know about you, you know, being an outstanding wrestler and you're a really nice kid. And you've always been very respectful and polite and you seem to have a great sense of humor. But what's one thing people will be surprised and, you know, find out about you? Um, I don't always like the attention. Like when it comes to like school and stuff like that, um, I kind of like to just be on my own. I kind of, I, I don't know if that's like shy, but like, um, I don't always like being like called out on stuff. Um, but then when it comes to wrestling, like I want that attention. It's kind of, kind of weird. I don't know. So off the mat, you'd be like a Clark Kent and on the mat, you'd be, you know, a super. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Right? I just kind of like, like being like a little, a little bit low key off the mat, just kind of going with the flow, not really put myself out there too much, but, uh, and then when it comes to wrestling, I like all the attention. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the spotlight. Being out there in the state finals, was that, like, surreal for you? Was it something like, whoa, that you dream about as you're, you know, when you're a little kid, but then when you're out there and you're out there and you walk out and you're under that one single spotlight and you shake hands and then you come out and then you get out ready for your match, was that, like, that seemed like a surreal moment for you? Yeah, because, like, just – my head just a few years ago like Marsteller was out there number one recruit in the country and like Spencer Lee was out there and DeSanto and Sasso and and even Labriola all of them they're like everybody knows them as top guys in the country in college and now I'm standing where they were standing just a few years ago so like and I was in the stands watching them wrestling so like seeing that it's just it's it's definitely surreal yeah, it's like you're welcome into that club, into that, uh, you know, or cream of the crop. Mm -hmm. You're top of the heap, and you're out there, and only as a junior, yeah. you know. So that's pretty That's pretty impressive. Now, what would be your dream car? If your dad said, you know, Jags did a great job. You won a state championship. I'm going to really step up here, and I'm going to buy you your dream car. What would it be? Um, well, right now, I kind of had, like, a, a little deal with my dad about, um, my scholarship offer and depending on the number then he would get me a jeep so right now i have a jeep and that was my dream car so when i get older i'd probably just get another jeep um, <laughs> or uh maybe like a bmw or something that'd be cool see driving around in the 350 yeah. whatever it is now with the 735i <laughs> or whatever they are now for you last question what's your favorite style are you a folk style guy or are you a freestyle guy? Um, I used to really enjoy freestyle. Um, and, uh, cause it's just, it's a lot of scrambling. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun and you don't really, 
like it's not really predictable. Like re- like folk style is kind of if you take a high cross, you're gonna go try and turn. But then in folks or freestyle, it's you can get a high crotch and either guy could next next thing you know the next the guy could be thrown on his head like it's just it's just <laughs> kind of it's fun um it's a little more creative than uh folk style is i like scrambling and free and uh folk style so um that part of folk style i like a lot yeah i'd probably say freestyle yeah mo- most of the the you know the wrestlers i've had on these podcasts favor freestyle they love folk style but they if they could do Anything it would be if, if they had to choose, it would be freestyle. So. Yeah, and you and it helps right your folk style. I always thought wrestling freestyle helped my folk style and a little bit of Greco that can kind of help you in folk style, but I never really liked Greco. Yeah, we did it in wrestling camp and it was fun, but you know, you're throwing people around, it's all like upper body strength and everything. Yeah, it was it fun, it feels so different from yeah. everything else, but yeah, it's a, a power style, yeah. you know. So, and working with Trent, but, he I always used to argue with him because I never liked Greco and he always would show me Greco stuff and he's like just think of it as a freestyle or a folk style move boy there you bring up you talk about John Trend there's there's a an icon of Lehigh Valley wrestling boy yeah he's definitely what a definitely what a coach. yeah and he's doing a heck of a job with that you know the girls program at yeah, Parkland that's, that's all him that's he's been girls wrestling since the start since I've met him yeah he's a good person yeah. A really good person, and you are too, my friend. And you know, it's been fun following your career so far up through the the Valley Elementary Wrestling League tournament, all the way up to where you are right now. And you know, hopefully, we get back to some normalcy next year. We'll see you out there at uh, Hershey in the spotlight again in the state yep. finals. So that would be awesome. And hey, thanks, Jags, for uh, giving me some time. Please tell your mom and dad and your brother I said hello. Right, will do. Thank you for having me, friend. Thanks everybody for listening to Takedown Talk. Please join me in the next couple of weeks as we head outside the circle to learn more about how are your favorite wrestlers, coaches, and maybe even some area sports writers role. And I want to thank all of you for listening. My executive producer, Kevin Hardy, and I want all of you to be safe, stay healthy.